Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Elizabeth Dell of Amorous. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce the launch of our new website, Adult Site Broker 3.0, at adultsitebroker.com. The look and feel of the new site is nice and up-to-date and easier to navigate. The new site also has links to our affiliate program, ASB Cash, and our new blog. Speaking of ASB Cash, we've doubled our affiliate payouts. Now, when you refer sellers or buyers to us at Adult Site Broker, you're going to receive 20% of our broker commission on any and all sales that result from that referral for life. You can either place a link to us on your site or refer buyers and sellers through an email introduction. ASB Cash is the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. Check out asbcash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale a growing sex doll site. Started in 2016, it's grown to over $2 million in annual revenue. The owner has focused and invested heavily into SEO for the site, making sure it consistently ranks at the top in the search engines for the main industry keywords. As a result, most of the traffic and sales are organic, coming from people who have searched for sex dolls on Google. Other strong sales channels are the 25,000-plus person email list and an affiliate program. The owner has developed relationships with the best manufacturers. The products are drop-shipped directly from the manufacturer to the customer. The store has hundreds of five-star reviews on the website and on third-party sites. The store currently has no employees aside from the owner who works 10 to 15 hours a week on the business. SEO is handled by an agency. This is a business that can be grown by a company with experience in the novelties field. Only $2.72 million. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Elizabeth Dell of Amorous. Elizabeth, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, Elizabeth is the founder of Amorous and a trained sex educator with a master's in public health from UC Berkeley, my old stomping grounds. She was previously a film producer, producing multiple indie features, including Destination Wedding, starring Wynoa Ryder and Kiana Reeves. Amorous brings her lifetime interest in intimacy and her storytelling career together to help partners play and tell each other their most delicious stories. Amorous is romance tech for the 70% of adults already in relationships. There is a $10 billion plus romance tech industry, that's amazing, known Mm -hmm. as dating apps, okay, that makes sense, for the 30% of adults who are single, but no mobile tech improves romance when you're already coupled up. Fair enough. Amorous focuses on the number one relationship blocker, intimacy. Their proprietary games, tools, and chat make pleasure and sexiness easier, safer, and more delicious through your phone. Amorous is available free on iOS in the App Store. So, Elizabeth, what was yes. the inspiration for Amorous? Um, so, I have to admit, I am one of those entrepreneurs that made the thing they needed in the world. 
That's good though. Yeah, yeah. It was it was very personal. Um, hmm, I, tell me about it. So I actually was inspired right at the very beginning of the pandemic. Uh, I share an, a condo in here in Los Angeles with mm-hmm. my sister. And mm. so, and I was, I was single. I had a few different partners. None of them were in my contain, excuse me, my containment circle as it okay. were. And so when the pandemic went into lockdown, I was having to do intimacy from my phone. Uh, right. I was basically burning up my thumbs and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, intimacy, sexuality, pleasure, definitely coping mechanisms for me. And so I was leaning in hard and yet having to do all of it remotely and maybe not my best self in our (laughs) shared apocalypse. You know, (laughs) I was like, why I am not so good at bringing all the funny and bringing all the delicious and figuring out what to do. And Mm -hmm. so I went looking for things to do with partners and I actually mm-hmm. thought that would be very straightforward. I was like, yeah. I will go ask the internet and the internet will give me help. <laughs> and the internet said no. <laughs> and I, I was totally shocked. I was like, uh, I, I'm sorry. No, maybe you didn't understand the question. <laughs> I asked you for help with sex. Google, listen like, <laughs> The answer is like 9.8 billion hits in 0.1 seconds. The answer is not, right. we don't have that. Wow. But- But what it was, was that specifically, I was looking for the two-player game, right? What I was looking for was, I already have partners. I have people that I love to be sexy with. Mm -hmm. I just want to not do all the work to be sexting and delicious and engaging Mm -hmm. with fantasy. I just want it to be easier. Mm -hmm. But I don't actually want something that gets in the way of us two. You know, I don't want a solo journey. Um, There was plenty of solo journeys we were all having, you know, watching (laughs) porn and all the rest. But in this case, what I wanted was improve my interaction with another person. And that was a thing that there was really a lack of, you know, everything that I found was either kind of these weird, you know, truth or dare games that were (laughs) 10 years old and felt kind of cheesy and (laughs) a bit misogynistic and like just none of it felt good or positive or empowering. Or on the other hand, you would find these things that were kind of couples therapy that yeah. they really came from this place of like, well, you're a couple in trouble and we need to help you relate to each other better. Sure. And I was like, no, no, I don't, I don't actually want therapy. I want sex. Like, <laughs> 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 you know, I want fun. I just want right. to do the fun without having to generate everything myself. Right. right? Can you like help me identify what fantasies my partner and I think are cool and then we can <laughs> do a role play of one of them, but like maybe we don't have to do 72 questions back and forth or can, you know, and so I was searching and trying to, you know, I was trying all the things there were, you know, the Cosmo articles of 36 questions you should ask your person or whatever. (laughs) But again, none of it felt oriented towards pleasure, which was what I really wanted. And so after being very frustrated, I had this little light bulb go off and thought, you know, I can't be the only person out there in the world that thinks it would be nice if it was a little easier to sext my partner. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's a thing here. Maybe there's something I can do. And so 
And that's where it started. It really started from like, help me be sexy with my person just a little bit easier. Yeah. And what's interesting is that I actually went and I created Amorous and I built that kind of from that starting point. Mm-hmm. And it was only in the process of building it and talking to people that I realized that what I was doing was actually something much bigger, which was basically how to be romantic, like a tool to be romantic, to be sexy, Mm -hmm. to be pleasurable with your partner. And that actually we didn't have any of those. And that when I am thinking about, you know, I want to be romantic with a stranger, I have a dozen apps called dating apps, all of which will help me do that. But when I actually think about the person that I spent all this time and energy identifying, or maybe it's persons, you know, maybe it's a few different people for a few different reasons, but Mm -hmm. I spent all this time and energy identifying the person that I want to like give give me spine shivers. (laughs) We then have no tech tools for that. Yeah. And it's kind of shocking because like we invented the word sexting. Like we think getting shivers from your partner on your phone is so important that we created another word for it. <laughs> like, and yet we don't have any tools for that. And so, that's so true. That's, that's kind of what Amorous, that, that, that in a nutshell is what Amorous is. You know, I, I want it to be the app that everybody has on their phone so that when it's not logistics, you've got a place that you look down and you go, oh, that's the delicious from yeah. my partner. Right, right. So did you build it yourself or did you get help? So the very first prototype I built myself, I mm-hmm. had no idea how one becomes an app entrepreneur. And I had one friend who was vaguely in startup things. I didn't really mm-hmm. know what he did. Uh, but I said, okay, I think I have this idea for an app. What should I do? And he said, go try and build it yourself. There mm-hmm. is a world of what are called no-code programs mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And they basically are, you know, app builders where they have taken kind of human language and put it on top of coding language. And so you still have to do all of the things that a coder, that an engineer would do to code an app, but you can do it with natural language words instead of uh, Swift or JSON or, you know, Ruby on Rails or whatever that is. Sure. Um, Basically think like, you know, they're what what WordPress was to the original blogs. That's what Mm -hmm. these new codes are. So. That was the first thing I did. And that was, it was really powerful because at the time I wasn't really sure what it was I was building. And, you know, I could just experiment and fail and failed a lot of times on my own. Finally built something that kind of sort of worked. I showed it to one friend and they said, oh, never show this to another person ever again. Are you kidding? (laughs) No, I was a little butthurt. Um, I was like, well, that's that. uh, Ouch. And, uh, but the friend said they, they were very honest. They said, you have a really cool idea. Mm. And it is something that actually, because what it is, is games and chat with a partner. 
we do those things in the world on apps already. I can imagine that from just wireframes, from design mm -hmm. pictures, from things like that. Sure. But you're not very good at being an engineer. So what you built is really <laughs> ugly and it's really <laughs> janky and it doesn't work very oh, well. Talk about honesty. And my God. So, yeah. So she was like, this makes me think worse of your idea. You would have been better if you just showed me some design pictures of what it will look like. And I was like, oh, fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So, so friend, then I went, huh? yeah, good, mm. good friends, good friends okay. um, with, as my dad says, with friends like that, you don't need enemies. You don't need um, enemies. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, but then I, at, at that point I went and I found actually a brother, sister team who, uh, I hired to do the, build the original Am for Amorous and then have now come on as co-founders with me. And so they, I found them and could then at least what what was lovely is I could then bring them a really clear idea of what it was I wanted the app to be. And mm -hmm. then we worked together to build it. And that's so, right. yeah, that's so I did not code anything in the app, but I tried once upon a time. Well, it doesn't hurt to try. So yeah. who can use Amorous? So at the moment, it is anyone there are two things you need. You need mm -hmm. an iPhone or iOS device, iPhone, mm -hmm. iPad, very new Mac, uh, anything that can use an I iOS app, because mm -hmm. unfortunately we are only on one platform at the moment. Right. And you need a partner who has the same. And right. that partner can be your life partner or your spouse. That can be a girlfriend or a significant other. That can be mm -hmm. a lover. It can be an that can be uh, friends with benefits that can be you know uh, the third person in your polycule or the 12th person in your polycule but the Ooh, premise, that sounds complex yeah Oof. that's a lot um but the mm -hmm. the fundamental premise is that amorous is one-to-one -one connections with an invited partner so right. there is no social network there's no shopping for people to talk to right. on our app right. you there's have no, to there's no send swipe it left Exactly. <laughs> you have to send an invitation. So that person might be someone that you've never met in the real world and you are sending them a private message or a right. DM on FetLife. Mm -hmm. But you have a way to individually say, here is an invitation. Please connect with me. I mean, it can mm -hmm. be a link that you send through via OnlyFans, right. anything. But you have to be able to directly send that that individual link and then you okay. can connect and play. Okay. So how do you start and use the app? So that's step one is connecting with your person. Uh, and then the whole right. idea of Amorous is let's build you a house for sexy play. And so how do we do that? We do that with games. Uh, mm -hmm. Amorous has uh, three different games on it and more coming next year that are all about how do we help you flirt and start sexy and get delicious. And so one of those games is called Chat Sparks. And it is, like it sounds, things that spark conversation. So it's hundreds mm. of different questions. You hit the button. There's a random prompt that goes to both of you. And that could be, you know, what's the most erotic thing you've ever worn? What's the farthest you've traveled for sex? <laughs> what is a smell that turns you on immediately. And there are lots of really fun, creative, interesting, some very spicy, some medium spicy, some slightly spicy, but you don't have to think about it. You just push the button and then you guys can be off to the races talking about that. Or if you don't like the question, 
hit the button again and get a new one. We have hundreds. The next game is called Fantasy Swipe. And it is, in fact, a little bit of left-right Tinder swiping, but not people. It's desires. It is tiles with desires on them. So they, again, mild, medium, and very spicy. It might go from we should have a pillow fight to we should do stag vixen or puppy play or, you know, uh, an orgy. And you get a few tiles every day. You say what you want and don't. Your partner does the same. And when there is a mutual match, it's revealed. So in some ways, it's kind of a similar to a yes, no, maybe list, only we're only revealing the yeses and giving people a chance to, rather than have to ask all the questions and maybe get seven no's to everyone, yes, you just learn, oh, we both think librarian students a good idea. And then you can say, oh, well, we should talk about this more or perhaps uh, set aside some time on Saturday night. Um, <laughs> And you can identify that. And then the third game is called Jigsaw. And you can take a picture and send it to your partner, your flame, as we like to call them. And they get it as a blurred puzzle that they have to solve before they get to see your picture. Ooh, sounds yeah. interesting. Lots of different ways to spice it up, to flirt, to add a little bit of fun and sexiness to your day and your flame's day. There you go. I'll note to everyone that this is towards Thanksgiving and it will run after the first of the year. So you mentioned mm. the games you've got now. Uh, which ones do you have planned? So it probably won't be until the spring that the next two launch. We're working mm -hmm. on them right now and okay. the holidays and generally timed, slow you down. That's probably timed out um, pretty well with when this will run. So, but uh, But the games that we have coming are... Similar to Chat Sparks, we have a photo prompts game coming. So mm -hmm. rather than a text prompt, it gives you a photo prompt. So send a picture of something in your bathroom that you could use as a sex toy. Or <laughs> find a picture on the internet that involves rope that you think is sexy and share. You know, <laughs> the using the language of visuals, but again, right. giving you tools to think outside the box and still be sexy and delicious. I find it really fascinating. I love thinking about how to be sexy with people and gathering everyone's you know, best stories. And one of the things that I think a lot of people forget is that you can be creative or like there, there are options other than just say full body nudes. I think most people think sexting is a full body nude. And and then the question is like, do I include my face or not? You know, how well do I know you? And I like to say, you know, there's a lot of things before that. You know, there are pictures of other people from the internet that you just think like share things you find erotic. They share mm -hmm. things that turn you on. Right. There are, you know, a picture of your toes or a picture of your ankle or an extreme close-up where you're person has to try and guess what it's an extreme close-up of you know there's lots of ways to make games out of pictures and so that's our that's our first game that's coming mm -hmm. and then the other one that we're building is a fill in the blanks uh it is not a mad libs game because the word mad libs is absolutely trademark protected sure. but a fill in the blank game mm -hmm. kind of with sexy topics so mm. you know fill in the blank of the about last night letter or the visit to the dungeon or the trip to the sex shop or the brand new sex toy coming to market or, you know, fun mm -hmm. ways to do that. 
Sure. So does it cost money to use the app? Not at the moment. We are free and uh, available for everybody right now. We awesome. will be doing monetization. I mean, I I want to owe, like, yeah, we absolutely have monetization coming. Another uh-huh. thing that we are going to be working on for the for next year, uh, I believe very fervently that if you are not buying the product, you are the product. Hmm. And, True. you know, someone if you are not buying it, someone is selling you. Yes. And we commit that... Amorous will never read, never share, never sell your message. Like that I, we do not look at your messages. No one ever does. That's mm-hmm. always encrypted. It's encrypted in transit. It's encrypted in storage. It's encrypted mm-hmm. everywhere. Sure. But in order to make that happen, you do have to buy the product and we'll be rolling out monetization next year. Okay. So talk about privacy and safety. As I said, everything's encrypted. We have a cloud storage system. Uh, And the reason we do that is that we are all about revocable consent. This is one Mm. of the things that I think is very specific to Amorous and rather unique is that I was always really frustrated with the fact that under most circumstances, the only way you can keep something safe is to make it temporary. You know, that's the fundamental premise of Snapchat, right? If the right. if it's if it's short enough, maybe no one will steal it and that's the only way to keep your picture safe. But mm-hmm. I wanna keep the sexy pictures that people send me. I want to be able to reference them back again. I don't necessarily sure. want to take them away from my partner yeah. uh, until I want to. But then when I do want to, I want to be able to. And sure. so that's what we built into Amorous. Revocable right. consent to us means anything you share you can revoke at any time and it will Mm -hmm. revoke on both sides automatically. And so if that's a text message that you delete, it deletes on both sides. If that's a picture that you sent to your partner, if that's a jigsaw puzzle picture you sent them that they solved, anything that was yours to share, if you delete it, it deletes automatically on both sides. Because Mm -hmm. if you revoke consent, you revoke consent. And the same is true for your partner. And then we also... It's not the smallest thing to block screenshots entirely. We're not yet there. That requires Mm -hmm. Apple's permission. But we have screenshot notifications as well. So Mm -hmm. basically, if you take a picture of your screen, your partner will automatically get a message. Uh, I think they're pretty cute. Our messages say, a picture was just taken. Time for a conversation about consent. (laughs) There you go. So, but we have screenshot notifications. And then we also built a bunch of other little features in there. So, for instance, if you use Amorous's in app camera to take mm-hmm. a sexy picture and send it to your partner, it will never go to your photo stream. We don't share mm. to the photo stream. So, the That's idea true. being that we, Amorous can be your hub for those kinds of pictures, it can be the place where they live, and you can keep them off of, say, if you're an Apple user, as all of ours are, keep it off of the main photo stream that might be also syncing to the iPad that you let your kids use sometimes when they want to play their games. Or you're showing a picture from your vacation due to grandma and all of a sudden, oops. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And to that, exactly to that, you know, we, you can always control all your notifications. That is an Apple feature. But even if you have full notifications on for Amorous, the most you would ever get is a message on your home screen that says you have a new message in your chat with user, like fill in the Mm -hmm. username. 
inamorous. Right. We never put the text of a message on a lock screen, on a notification, anything like that. Again, Good. that's all privacy. Like right. every, you have to go into the app to figure out what that was, but then you can also control when you do that. You know, I think right. I think there's something really there's something really nice about being able to silo that because I yes. know that with well with my partners, it's you want the sexy communication, but you want it when you want it. And yes. if it's coming through just standard text message, all of a sudden a sexy a sexy conversation or a sexy message from them might elicit a fear response because you're like, oh no, this is exactly the wrong time. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Right and on your would, right yeah. on your screen. Yeah, yeah. And they're trying to do something really lovely to like, you know, get you all excited and proud and confident. And it's totally backfired. And one <laughs> of the things about Amorous is when you're in the app, you know, oh, if now is not a good time to look at that kind of a message, I can wait and I can just know it's there and go sure. look for it in 20 minutes when I'm all by myself. There you go. So what have you learned about how people do sexy chat and sexting? <laughs> First thing I've learned, everybody sexts on Tuesdays. Really? Yeah. Tuesday Tuesdays. is the day. Um, okay. I mean, everybody sexts on all the days. We have we have lots of messages flying back and forth on the app on every day of the week. Right. But while the number one day will like the number two, the number three, the number four day will move around, mm -hmm. Tuesday is laminated into the why, number one spot. Why is that, do you think? Yeah. I think it's because it's when people are bored. Like they are the most bored. I think on a Monday, often people are starting their week. Yeah. They might be exhausted from the first day of getting back into stuff. They don't, sure. they're still sort of putting themselves together. And then towards the end of the week, they're actually planning or they're going out, you know, on a Thursday, they might be going out for a happy hour drinks. They might be doing things. And on the weekends, sure. they're out doing things. But Tuesday is the night where they don't have plans and they're sitting on the couch and they're like, oh, now I can message with my boo, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to see them. We have about, I would say about half of our relationships, as far as I can tell, about half of our relationships are people who live with each other. And about mm -hmm. half of them are people who don't, whether that's long-term, long-distance, or whether that's reasonably new relationships that just don't live together yet. Right. But for all of the people who don't live with each other, Tuesdays is less likely to be a night that they're spending together. So mm -hmm. messaging, you know, <laughs> burning up those thumbs. Interesting. Tuesdays. Yeah. There you go. Tuesdays. I will say the other thing that I have noticed is that People like all the fantasies. I keep looking for trends in what fantasy gets swiped the most. Yeah. And there just are very few trends there. Like, I keep thinking uh -huh. I spot a trend and then I'm like, oh, no, but then they like that one, too. And they like that one, too. And they like mm -hmm. that one. And they like that one. And they <laughs> just like all the fantasies. Yeah. Uh, but I do see that where we get the most matches definitely the matching starts mild and like moves up the ladder right so then mm -hmm. the the ones that we find match the most tend to be the milder ones because i think and mm -hmm. i think that that's that's fairly normal you know everybody sure. can get behind a pillow party not everybody wants to go to a sex club so <laughs> you're going to like the you're going to match more on the ones that are more the tamer the tamer, the tamer ones, ones. Yeah, yeah. exactly 
Makes sense. So what types of sexy chat conversations do people generally have? So I don't read our messages. So I cannot answer that about my users in particular. Like I I can't say anything that's research-based. What I can say is that prior to and in the process of building Amaris, I spent a lot of time doing background research, Mm -hmm. Um, did a whole lot of interviews with people and asked them about their best sexting. And these were interviews Mm -hmm. where, you know, I knew the person and I was on a call with them. And I also have, I do a workshop around sort of communication skills and how to do digital intimacy well and tips and tricks for sexy chat. And I would say from that, I tend to break down almost all sexy conversations into a few big topic buckets. So if you're looking for something to talk about, one of these categories is always a good idea. And those categories are sex we've had with each other, right? So revisiting the thing that you've done with that person, if you have a history together. Right. It's the sex that we could have together. Sure. Right. And it's the and and I would say that in that in the could have there's the we sex we will have. So mm-hmm. anticipating a future event, you know, what we're going to do this sure. Saturday or what we're going to do when we go on that big sexy vacation mm-hmm. or what if we decided to go to Vegas for the weekend? What would that be? What could we do? Um, and then also like a more fantastical, you know, role play, like what would we want to do with each other? Hmm. And then. I think also the what would I want to do with someone? And then there's also what history have I done with other people? You know, that, and so I would say it's, I mean, this is what, that one, what sounds, it, that one sounds a little dangerous. I think it depends on the person and the relationship. If you're someone who's just getting to know someone and you guys are really hey, comfortable with conversations. Hey, with my with my wife, that one would be totally off limits. <laughs> Fair enough. And I think I think it all depends, right? It's sure. uh it's it's absolutely whatever is exciting to you. But most of what I just said, I mean, basically falls into the bucket of the past, the present, or the future. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, with it with an added and then the fantasy, you know, past, sure. present, future fantasy. I mentioned the Mile High Club tour, my experiences with that. And yeah, not only wasn't she amused, but she wasn't interested. So, eh. oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? I I always thought the Mile High Club was really, really exciting. And then for a while, I had a lover who was a air marshal. And man, <laughs> did he take the romance out of that. <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, nothing better than an air marshal and probably, or probably anyone who works at an airplane to take all of the romance out of airplanes, uh, take all the romance out of flying. Big time. So what are your best tips and tricks for good sexting? The one piece of advice that I always say is my silver bullet. My ninja piece of advice is ask questions. Hmm. And the reason I say that, and ask questions might be really big questions, like, what are you into? Although that's very open-ended and tough for someone to come up with an answer to. Mm -hmm. It might be really specific, like, you said you want me to touch your neck. Where on your neck would you like to be touched? Hmm. But asking questions, phrasing things as questions, is a really remarkable communication skill because it says 
to the other person, mm-hmm. I want to do what you want. I want yeah. to know what you want. I want to respond to the thing that you just told me. Right. You know, tell you said something. You you said that I don't know the smell of peaches turns you on. Now I want to know is that like fresh peaches or is that peach pie or is that a peach candle? You know, yeah. do you want to? Well, what if I made you a bubble bath and I put some peach bath salts? Would that be sexy to you? Would it be sexy if I brought in a sex toy? You know, I brought, I brought a wire, waterproof mm-hmm. vibrator. But every time you ask a question, you're saying what you want is why I'm here. Yeah, and yeah. your input's really important. And I think. Great sexting is about building together, right? And inherently, what it is is you're building a story of sex because mm-hmm. you can't do the thing. You're building the story together with the other person, and so when it's great is when you're both on a shared journey, right? You're doing things that turn you both on. Yes. You're engaged in something that makes you both excited mm-hmm. and happy, and using questions are a really good way to keep to make to both keep yourself on track and to respond to them and being and to say oh okay you gave me some information i'm going to respond i'm going to say well i'd love to do that what if i did this you know right. you want me to touch your neck what if i scraped the back of your neck mm-hmm. and they say oh actually no it's not like a scrape i want like a whisper oh okay okay let me adjust <laughs> you know so and I guess underlying the asking questions, like asking questions is the tactic and the premise underneath is be on a shared journey. Yeah. You know, always yeah. be paying attention to the fact that you are not there just to serve whatever fantasy that you started the night with, but to find something that the two of you are going to, it's going to make magic for both of you. Sure. And I think when you, when you forget that this is a two player experience, that's when it can go off the rails and be less fun for one of Absolutely. Both of you. Absolutely. So share one great sexting story you have. Oh, okay. So I actually, I wish I could say this was mine, but like the most epic sexting story I ever heard was from one of these background interviews. And I have had it in my brain that if I ever get to do this myself, I absolutely will. But yeah. I was informed by this person that. So they had met someone that actually, I think it, it was a couple. This was someone pretty adventurous. They'd met a mm-hmm. couple and they were all in the same city and they were chatting online for a while before they were going to meet in person. And so they had concocted this whole, like a, a bit of a shared fantasy, but definitely this person was taking the lead in, in in sharing the story and like, oh, we're going to meet at a hotel and, you know, wouldn't it be sexy if you're going up the elevator and you walk out and this and that. Unbeknownst to the other cup, to the to the other people in the story, this person had some place in mind. They had like they had a very clear place that they liked to go and wanted to do this. And so they concocted this whole fantasy and then like a month later were able to bring it to life because that hotel and there was the elevator and then there was the hallway and then there was the bar at the end with the with the piano player and the smoky glass and the whole thing and it was like stepping in you got to create this fantasy for these people because he had some place in mind and so that to me always seemed i would love to do that one day either to be on the receiving <laughs> end or to be able to deliver that to someone i mean sure 
bearing in mind everything I just said about making sure it's a shared experience and that someone wants you to be creating this fantasy for them. But, uh, but yeah, the idea of creating a whole sexy story with someone and then being able to bring it to life and enact it that way. That's real. To me, that, that was the gold star. That was the Oscar winning version. Yeah, that's really cool. So what is your future vision for Amorous? I want to be everywhere. I was having lunch with my parents a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and it was I was celebrating that we were had many thousands of people on the app and I was so excited about that. Uh, actually this was about a month ago and it was I think 5000 people were now almost 7. My father was he said, "Oh, well, I mean, where where do you go next? Like 100,000? Can you imagine a million people using your app?" And I was like, "No, dad, I think 100 million people should be using this app." I think there should be a world in which every single one of us has an app, whether it is Amorous or something else, has an app or apps on our phone for our romance, the same way we do for our meditation, the same Mm -hmm. way we do for our fitness, the same way we do for grocery shopping and work and all of these things. You know, when I am single and I am dating, I have a whole folder with a dozen different dating apps that I can have or not. And, you know, depending on what slice of that I want to choose, I think there should be, we should all have an app that enables us to be sexy and delicious with Mm. our partner or partners and do that from a place of confidence and power and positivity and it ain't nobody else's business what you're saying that's sexy but all y'all should be like oh yeah i am sexy i am a sexy beast with the person i want to be sexy with and of course i do that in a way that is private and facilitated and so much more fun and less work and encrypted and all of those things so you've had you've had a really interesting journey getting your master's at Berkeley, film producer, and now you're in the adult industry. Do you ever think about that and and how you've gotten from here to there? You know, it's funny when I started thinking about Amorous and I was reaching out to a bunch of my friends and kind of talking through this crazy idea I had. I thought I was this crazy idea. And I was like, oh my gosh, can you believe I'm doing this crazy thing? I think I'm going to do this app that's like romance and games and pleasure and sex with people and, and tech. And, and I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's so different. Sure. And every single one of my girlfriends was like, mm, no, this feels really on brand. like like this this feels like the thing that you've been working towards your whole life or like this is this this ties together threads of you in ways Mm -hmm. that make all the sense in the world when i look back in some ways i've been prepping for this as i said my whole life i grew up with a professor of reproductive health as a parent you know my Mm. mother was a so and you know, professor of reproductive health, that's moms and babies and that's sex. I was the kid at seven years old on the playground who said, oh, no, 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 that's not how babies are born. Let me tell you how they make babies. I know the details. <laughs> you know, I was the girlfriend at 20 years old or legally 22 years old at the bar who got out the napkin and the pen and was like, no, okay, so this is what your insides look like. And there's sort of a uterus and a triangle and a thing. And this is what's going on. And you guys got to know this stuff. And I was the friend at 35 who gets the phone call from her girlfriend who says, okay, 
I'm freaking out. Like I was at a company holiday party and I'm, and I'm, and, and, and like there was a kiss and, and, and I didn't tell my husband yet and I don't know what to do. And oh my God. And I'm the friend who says, well, was it a good kiss? Like, <laughs> let's, let's just like bring it down. Like, it's cool. Like, I think I've always Shit been happens. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've always been the person who's like, let's approach sex from a place of like love and not judgment. And let's like, we should all be delicious and we should all be fun and yeah. we should all be having a really good time at this. Sure. And that's always been a personal journey and so bringing Mm -hmm. that into my professional life kind of made sense makes sense to me so how can people find the app amorous has its own special text spelling a m o r u s so a little bit different but just you can go find it in the app store that is the first place i'll tell everyone to look Uh, and then you also can go to our website which is www.amorous.net and you can also find us all on socials so all of our socials are at amorous app so a-m-o-r-u-s-a-p-p and yeah we love people to follow i mean Honestly, we love people to download the app and invite their partner and go find some shared fantasies and get sexy. That's that's what I love. When I wake up in the morning, I mean, and I'm a tech founder, I wake up in the morning and I open my laptop and I check my stats every single morning. And I, when I do it, I'm like, oh, there were 2,200 messages sent on my app last night. Jeez. There's nothing that makes me happier, you know? And you go that's and you're awesome. like, oh, there was a whole bunch of couples having a real good time. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Fantastic. So. Well, Elizabeth, I would like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Side Broker Talk. And I'm looking forward to getting you back on one of these days and getting an update. I would love that. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. Me too. Thank you. My broker tip today is part four of how to buy a website. Last week, we discussed making an offer and deciding the best price for the site you're buying. Once you've made your offer, the work begins. If you're working with a broker like, say, oh, I don't know, adult site broker, we handle the negotiation for you. Let's say the seller doesn't accept your offer. They may make a counteroffer. If you decide that you're willing to pay more, you can either accept their counteroffer or you can also counter back to them. A good rule of thumb is to always leave room to negotiate. So don't make an offer that's the absolute most you're willing to pay. If you do that, then you have nowhere to go if the owner counters your offer. Once the owner and you have come to a deal, then it's time to do some due diligence beyond what it is you've already done. During the initial process of looking at the site, you should have asked some questions, like the, in the case of a pay site, how many joins and rebills there are per day, and any other pertinent questions. During due diligence, you need to make sure everything is where you need it to be technically to integrate it with what you're already doing. You may even get your developer involved if you're not tech savvy. You and or your developer should ask those pertinent questions. Once those are answered to your satisfaction, you should either have the seller or yourself draw up a sales agreement. I always tell my clients to do the agreement. Why? Because that way you can dictate the terms. So whether you're the buyer or the seller, you can make the rules. However, just be ready to have the seller's attorney change some of those rules. Nothing's final until everything is signed off on. Another thing we do for our clients is a letter of intent prior to the sales agreement being done. This gives your attorney a roadmap for the agreement. The letter of intent and more so the agreement will have all the terms involved, including who pays for everything 
who pays for escrow, for instance. This can be paid by the buyer, the seller, or split between both parties. We'll talk about the subject more next week. And next week, we'll be speaking with Rosso from Gaming Adult. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Elizabeth Dell of Amorous. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.